Hey, Coach. Uh, just interested to know what went into the shuffling of the offensive line and, and what it was that landed Nick Ford there at the center position eventually. Yeah, it's a um, great question. I, I think really uh, Nick has an extremely high football IQ. Uh, he does a very good job of, of uh, communicating up front. Uh, you know, we had a couple younger players last year and he's a really calming uh, presence on the, on the sidelines, but uh, you know, he came in, he, he's played obviously a number of different positions. So that's lent to the uh, ability to, you know, know uh, the calls and things like that, but he's really done a nice job uh, executing the, the center quarterback exchange as well as, uh, again, the football IQ, just it, I think it's a natural fit for him. And just kind of to follow up on that, was there a pretty lengthy conversation to have him come back for another year? Because I, I do know that he's a, a draftable level offensive lineman, or is that all his decision? How does that conversation go? Yeah, so uh, there was discussion between him and his parents in terms of what was best for him. Uh, we sat down. Coach Sharif Shaw recruited him from uh, San Pedro. Uh, myself and Coach Whittingham, we had a Zoom call. Uh, it was over Christmas break and just said, here's why we think you should come back and gave him the, uh, you know, our opinion. Uh, he went back and sat down with his parents and, and obviously chose to come back, which we're extremely excited about. And, and we just think he can continue to improve his draft stock as, uh, as the season plays out. Jim, I wanted to ask about uh, Jaron Kump. I mean, he got he got basically five free games last year without you know messing up his uh, his years in college. Um, do do you feel like that that benefited him the most among all your players on the offensive line having that that free year to get all of that experience? Yeah, I think it helped a lot of those guys. Uh, Satawa Laumei is another kid that came in as a as a freshman, and even the guys that had played uh, in prior games. I think that that experience. Um, is invaluable, but certainly in Jaron's case, coming off of a mission, uh, having an opportunity to get a feel for what it takes to play at this level, uh, certainly cannot be understated. But I, again, I think that uh, it was a huge benefit for, for not only our offensive line, but I would imagine most teams in the country. And then where where is his uh, progress right now? How, how is he doing in spring ball? He's doing really well. He's, uh, you know, certainly just like all of our guys, we got things that we got to improve upon, but uh, he is making a lot of progress, becoming more comfortable, um, you know, being more assertive in terms of making his calls. And, and like you mentioned before, there's a lot of things that he saw in a game uh, that we're seeing from our defense and his reactions are, are much quicker. And, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, we feel he's going to be a high level player uh, in this conference. Morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, from where you were in, say, October till now, uh, the names are just about all the same. But where are you from a developmental standpoint and where, you know, you kind of want to have this line to be? Well, I think the biggest thing that's shown through this spring ball is the, the competition. First of all, we're going against an extremely good defensive line. Uh, that's always going to uh, make us uh, have to perform each and every day. But because we have so many guys coming back, uh, I think that there has never been an opportunity this spring for a kid to take a practice off mentally or physically. And so that development, uh, I think, is, is speeding up because each and every day these kids know not only are we, like I said, playing against a really good defensive line, but there's guys that are, are good enough in this room to, uh, to push for starting spots. And so, you know, if I were to, 
to say right now, um, you know, I think we have eight or nine guys in, in the uh, offensive line that can help us win, uh, which is a great problem to have because obviously you can only play five. So that competition is going to continue to, uh, you know, go all the, all the way through uh, fall camp and into the first week of the season. And to follow that up, is this, is this in your time here at least the best, I guess, depth you've had when you look all the way down the roster at the offensive line? Uh, I know that this group doesn't like me to say it, but that 2016 team, we ended up going through four uh, centers, uh, starting out with JJ, or really starting out with Hiva Latui, then JJ, then Lowe, and then we settled on uh, Nick Nowakowski just because of a number of injuries. So, um, you know, that, that offense line was extremely deep. Uh, you know, and I reference that line quite a bit with these guys, but I, I do believe, especially because of how young we are, uh, still uh, with the, the COVID year, really, we only have Orlando and Bam are our only seniors. Uh, and I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. And then uh, Nick Ford is our only junior and everybody else is sophomore and below. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of depth and a lot of young depth. So that's a that's a good problem to have. Morning, coach. Um, Morning. Sorry, these are always awkward. The, the, the intros, I apologize. I all I can see on the screen is just my picture and then just your guys' name. So it's kind of uh, <laughs> a little bit awkward, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> um, wanted to ask you about two guys that have been in the program now two years, uh, Falcon Kamatule and, and uh, Felix uh, Fualalu. Uh, just their progress. They were During their recruitment, we always talked about them as being kind of multiple-year projects. Just curious to get an update on their progress in the program. Yeah, we knew coming in uh, when they got here that it was going to be a little bit of uh, developmental uh, growing pains. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but the Falcons up to actually 291 right now. And uh, I think he's making a lot of progress. Uh, in addition, Luke uh, not only traveled last year, but played on a PAT field goal. Uh, I think that they're... Uh, you know, continuing to make progress, uh, certainly just like all the guys have some things to, to improve upon. Uh, but without a doubt, I, I think that uh, they are progressing the way we wanted. And uh, again, just like I mentioned a minute ago, there's a lot of good players in that room. And, and so they're competing to try to get into that, you know, top five or, or top 10. So, uh, but I, I do feel uh, they are making progress. And I swear I ask about this all the time, but uh, Kyle mentioned that Bama Lasseni has been a pleasant surprise this spring camp. Can you talk about what he's specifically showing this camp that that allows him to be a pleasant surprise? I think the biggest thing uh, for him is now that he is in uh, what would be the third year in the system. His mental errors have decreased quite a bit. Uh, the other thing is, and, and I don't say this, uh, I would say it to him and he knows it, his body weight is under control. He's done a much better job of doing what it takes off the field away from this facility. Uh, I want to say he's, he's uh, around 330 now where, where uh, when he first got here, that was certainly uh, an issue for him. Uh, but he has made a lot of progress. And again, you know, he, he's competing against uh, a really good defensive line every single day. And, and there's guys that are in our room that are, are uh, competing for spots as well. But the two biggest things I would say is his comfort level in the system. And then again, uh, just his approach to what he's doing away from the facility uh, when it relates to his body weight is, is, is uh, a huge difference in how well he's performing right now. 
Coach, we see defensive linemen enter into the transfer portal and wide receivers. We don't see a lot of offensive linemen enter into transfer portals. I'm curious how you manage kind of their expectations as a starter and how you keep them unified. And and I'm just interested, why don't we see as many offensive linemen as we do maybe specialty positions? Well, um, to be completely honest, that, that is something that does concern me with the uh, youth in our room and the amount of good players we do have. Uh, but what, what I've tried to do this spring is talk about, and in fact, we, we talked about it yesterday in our meeting, it's going to take 10 to 12 guys when it's all said and done for us to get done what we want to uh, this season. And that might be because of injuries. That might be because, you know, continued competition throughout the season. Um, And so we talk about everybody owning their role. Everybody has an important role to play. And and some of you get, you know, some of the guys may not necessarily like their role as it sits right now, but the great thing is, and I think the players believe this is they're controlling who's playing. You know, we, Coach Whittingham uh, and the rest of the staff, you know, we're not interested in who's playing. We're just, you know, our job is to play the best players. And so really they are controlling how much uh, they're playing, what their role is. Uh, But, you know, in terms of the general overall question, you know, I think offense alignment in general, uh, as you know, probably as well as anyone on here, you know, there's a different, uh, you know, pride factor. There's a, a, you know, there's kind of an us versus them mentality. You know, the offensive line a lot of times is, is uh, not necessarily the, the people that get the, the, you know, most accolades and things like that. So I think that there's a camaraderie that's built in the offensive line room. And, and my hope is, is that I've, uh, you know, done a good enough job of doing that, that we can keep uh, our linemen here because I, I think every one of them, like I mentioned, play an important role in, in not only this season, but the future of the program. Morning, Coach. So you've already talked about how you only have those three upperclassmen leading this room. What have those three done to mentor and teach this young room what will fly and what won't fly when it comes to Utah football? Yeah, I, I, you know, Bam is it's still, even though he's an upperclassman, it, it's still somewhat new to the program. But Orlando and, and uh, Nick both have been voted uh, on our leadership council, Nick uh, voted for uh, captain this spring. And, and so, you know, really I will have a separate text thread. Coach Whittingham meets with our leadership uh, council as well, but even in our particular room, I really, um, and I know Nick's sitting right here. And, and so I'm not saying this cause he's just in the room, but, but I'm, I'm on him all the time about, you know, being positive in the huddle is uh, his body language, how we're going to approach practice and so I, I really have forced uh, both he and Orlando to to really, you know, kind of put aside their, um, you know, their wishes or, you know, hey, I may not have this bump or I may have this bump or bruise, but but it's more important to get the rest of the guys in the room. And so I know that, that those guys meet regularly uh, on their own. And a lot of times those are organized by by those leaders in, in the room. And so uh, really it's it's. Uh, you know, they're being forced to do it just because we are so young, but but they've done a great job uh, through what four four months of the of the calendar year so far. So we got to continue to do that um, once people break for for uh, May and getting back in the summer.